You're listening to the Imaginally True Change podcast with Prashant Goel. Each week we speak with courageous people contributing to a better world. Each one's personal triumphs and challenges lead us to reflect on a fulfilling professional life. Our guests inspire us to overcome fear and resistance and to walk our own path of Dharma, that is, our higher purpose. Hi, welcome to week two, episode two of the True Change podcast with Prashant Gowell. Today, my guest is Julian Lunt, and he's here with us today from Bali. I asked Julian to the show today. I'm honored to have him here today because I was really struck in our most recent conversation by how much he's living a path of Dharma, living a path of higher purpose, and how much heart he is bringing to his work. I was just really struck by it, and I thought it was a story that other people should hear. So I'm happy to have you here today, Julian. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Prashant. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing, Julian, and why you're motivated to do what you do. At the moment, I've kind of got like a startup I'm starting my own venture, or I have been starting my own venture, and that's involved with flotation tanks, otherwise known as sensory deprivation tanks. For those that are unaware of the medium, it's a, it's basically, it's a tank that's uh, filled with Epsom salt of such a density that, that you float very naturally in this solution. And the sensory deprivation part is basically that there's no light, there's no sound, it's just you floating in this um, wonderful womb-like kind of space. Um, and it really is uh, a very strong modality for meditation and healing of body, mind, and spirit, I guess. Yes. I, I noticed when I was there with you at your, at your flotation tank that I had a very calm and relaxing experience where where it was very conducive to uh, a meditative state yeah the 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 tank itself the environment because of that those all of those inputs have been removed it's just so much easier to fall into a, a, a deeper state of meditation than say it might be for someone trying to sit up straight and trying to meditate in the traditional way definitely really helps people that have never tried meditation and would never consider it you know by default they kind of get in the tank and they lie there and they have a meditative experience without actually knowing that that they're meditating in a way which i find very beautiful yeah and why does this why does this touch you personally like for example if you were interested in helping people realize these states you might choose to uh, work with mindfulness or you might choose to work at an ashram or you might choose any number of things what is it about this that really interests you to be honest my heart is really in this why because i see what i'm doing with the float tanks it's 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 being gifted to me. I put a lot of prayer and intention into finding something that would, that would help me to 
um, walk on my kind of new chosen path when I'd kind of turned away from my life as it was and kind of had a bit of an aha moment or the aha moment. And I was like, wow, there's, there's so much more to life and um, everything was expanding for me. And I saw that my life was heading in this direction. And to be honest, this modality, I had heard a little bit about it, but I really felt like this a process that I had as we do kind of putting us walking in the direction of towards uh, love I'll pause you there for a second, Julian. You just said a lot that would be really rich to unpack for our our audience. And I'll just start with with you using the word gifted, that it was gifted to you. What does that mean to you? How would you express that? Well, if I'm going to be, like I said, if I'm going to be very honest, people ask me how this all came to be or how how do I come to this idea? And I really couldn't say that it came came from me in a sense. Um, there was a period in my life where I'd stepped onto this path where um, I was started to begin working, you know, um, with yoga. I started working more closely with nature, um, my meditation, and opening myself up. And and this was a, I got to say it was a, it's a direct gift from. This was given to me. This idea was given to me. I was praying for something, and it, and it came in this form. And the idea just came to me like that. It came to me in such a way that it really felt so strongly. It really connected. It was, you know, it was brought to me. Wow. Um, wow. And given to me in such a way that, that, it, that I was left without kind of any doubt that this was my path and this is what I needed to do. Um, and it was, and of course it was confirmed for me many, many, many times over. What does um, that confirmation I, look like? For me, the confirmation came with many synchronicities, with many, I would say, for lack of a better word, direct transmissions. I was, um, there was a time um, where I was considering what my next move was, and this, this idea was kind of, I would say it was kind of sung to me. That's the better way to describe it. It was kind of sung to me. It was like music, it wasn't, and it was sung to me, and I started to tune into what this song was, and this is what came through. Um, and there was a period in my life uh, where, you know, about two years ago where I was really considering this. And yes, I felt it. I was listening to this song, but there was a whole step of, you know, feeling to it. Yes. Getting excited about it. And then, you know, all the fears and the doubts coming up as like a wall of like, Oh, I can't do this by myself. How am I going to do this? But then tuning into the song again, the song was kind of singing me into this uh, gift that was, that was, there waiting for me and i guess the final um kind of um push that i got was that i i I was in peru uh for some time for a couple of months and i was um working with some very strong modalities there and i i mean i got a you know on my way home um i was given a very clear message that you know a, a lot of things have been cleared within my body that were like saying no to this and that all i needed to go back and was simply just step into it so i i came back from peru and um i just i don't know it just happened i was like this is what i'm doing and i mean there's a lot of steps between that time and now and uh it's still ongoing but that's i just simply took that first step really believing that, and knowing, and, and I think it was important to have that time, even though when it came through very clearly, this is what you need to do. It takes time for us to, to step into that 
with full confidence. Yeah. Um, wow. I think that period, I think that period of time of doubt and fear and testing and stepping into it and stepping back from it and looking at it um, and, you know, going through the whole gamut of everything that happens within ourselves um, and still listening to that song before I could trust, I could trust enough that I can make space in myself to trust enough to begin. Yeah. It doesn't right. mean that I trusted, I trusted completely and fully and completely surrendered and I never had another doubt. Trusted enough, there was enough of an opening for me to step into it, you know, and then it, it, it's still coming today, you know, it's still the waves of doubt, the waves of fear, it still comes, but I'm learning to, you know, through this process that I've been through in the last kind of year and a half to two years, uh, what I'm learning is how to navigate these waves and these storms more steadily. Yeah. Um, but I would wow. say, yeah, just that I was gifted enough trust to step into it, enough openness to believe that, yeah, yeah this was possible. And I just took it, yeah, whether it was just that one moment, that one instant where it was real and it was on and I felt it and like, yes, this is my song. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to step into it. You know, whether it was the next day or the very next moment that I, I, I made that commitment, I step into it. You know, the, the next step might be I step straight into a hole. But I still made that commitment. And I, that one, that first step was really the gift, a beautiful so, thing. So I hear you saying, saying a few things, and I want to try to help make sense of this for, for anybody who might be listening. It mm. sounds like there was, you know, there was a kind of conventional life that you were living at the beginning of, of this. And then there was a moment where a shift started to happen. And then within that, within that shift, you were praying, you, you were holding this intention for something new to arrive in terms of your professional expression. This gift arrives, and then you're, and then you're dealing with doubts and fears, but the gift was strong enough that you can see the doubts and fears through and keep walking uh, in tune with that kind of conviction. Um, so I'm just kind of trying to look at it in a series of stages. But what's really beautiful, I feel, of what you just said was, uh, was this level of connection to something higher and this feeling that something was being transmitted to you and this feeling of utter clarity about your direction and what you wanted to do with your with your efforts, with your professional efforts. And I guess uh, if you were, say, the version of Julian that existed a few years ago, uh, maybe before all of this started to arrive, and, and somebody, you were having a conversation with the version of you from today, what would it take to, to help that younger earlier version of julian understand this possibility i don't the the younger version of myself even a couple of years ago because there's an evolution involved i i don't think um what would i say i would I, the only thing that i could say is there's only just beginning to get in touch with yourself just yeah. to get simply that first step to get in touch with yourself and to start to begin to give yourself space to begin the process of loving yourself and just to really 
and maybe it sounds a bit cliche, but just to start to look within. Yeah. And the best advice I could act I could give from myself now to 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 that that myself then would be um, there was a very important process of learning how to not myself. I think that was the very beginning. I went through a year. Um, I'd left um, this. I worked for a large oil company behind take myself a year I went through the process of you know getting starting to get in touch with myself and starting to get in touch with nature and you know all of these things that helped me to expand but also in this process to really learn and see begin to see the, the judgments that I had of myself and it was really important to allow that energy to flow just to let myself be really unperfect and start to see these elements within myself and, and see how I judge them so harshly. And I'd say that, you know, these things happen very slowly and that it was the little things, as I look back, it was just the little things, each little step. Um, and in those little steps, I feel like there's, it's just, yeah, it's the little, the little things. I would say just get in touch with yourself and and don't judge yourself and give yourself enough begin to give yourself enough space to allow you know that song to come through wow. I guess wow and it sounds like it was a very deep self investigative process to even to start uncovering these things that you're referring to oh yeah i mean and <laughs> remains to this day but yeah this last three three and a bit years has been uh i can only say wow wow <laughs> say wow it's been a very very it's just been a very very deep process and you know it's it's a wave yeah really high highs and some really low lows but i think that what you learn through this is just how to to nav begin to navigate this and i feel like that non-judgment of self is how you learn to navigate you know these highs and lows because if you're judging yourself in this process or you're attaching yourself to these expectations which is a judgment on yourself then you get carried with these waves so it's really been a process actually i could say simply is just learning how to ride ride this storm this storm yeah. of life um better i think a lot of people who may come across this podcast will really be able to relate to what you're describing from their own experiences of of opening and i would love to leave a little hint for for those that maybe something in them feels a resonance feels that this might be possible but they haven't really had a chance yet to do this kind of self-investigative work. And so I think a, a decent way to do that might be to describe what your life was like before that opening happened. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about this transformation that you went through that opened yourself for this song to come through. Yeah. Um, basically, I... I during my, um, I'm 33 years age now, and I would say that I kind of began this process of um, um, beginning to love myself at probably around about the age of 30, I would say. 
Mm. Um, so that was three years ago. But prior to that, those nine years before that, or the, the 10 years that I've been in Bali, before that, I, I lived a very uh, fast, wild lifestyle, yeah. which in the beginning was, you know, it felt like freedom and it, and it felt like... Um, felt like love and it felt like freedom it felt like all these things and i think we all go through that at that that age you know yeah um moving away from our parents finding some independence or whatever form that takes for us and that lifestyle um i feel for me it had some very strong strong hooks in it and towards the end of that time um there was just a lot of sadness and a lot of a lot of misery and uh, i really took myself what I uh, can only express as like to the bottom of the barrel. But oh, wow. Now I see it as for me, my process, it was completely necessary for me to hit the bottom of the barrel for me to maybe get humble enough to realize that I didn't have that. I wouldn't say that I didn't have that power within myself. I did have the power of myself, but not the, the idea I had of myself I was stuck in that. And how it was turned around was, um, just through some small moments of clarity and some small moments of humbleness and some small, just very small moments of whether it, you know, and small moments of prayer of like, I was really tired of this and I, I feel like I'd seen everything that I needed to see. And I mean, um, and I think that these moments, it's not like, you know, this big, kind of moment where you know you're, you're sitting on the mountain and the sun comes out and you realize wow <laughs> this is what i'm gonna do i think it was just very small it's not that one definitive moment it might be for some people but it wasn't for me it was like it had to come through very slowly and it came through you know and i started to pick up on something and then i was you know it allowed me just very small seed to be able to open myself up just enough to let some clarity in and in yeah. that clarity to to really maybe just tune with myself a little bit um, and I can only really explain it as grace. Grace, wow. grace found me and, and, and turned me in a different direction, um, which I can see, I can look back now and I can see, I start to begin to, in my life as I go deeper into myself and especially for this process of, um, beginning to believe myself and, and believe in this path that has been gifted to me that you know with all the challenges that are, that that are there i'm starting to see wow all this pattern through my lifestyle about you know through all of my years for all of the things that happened even the the real deep moments of sadness and misery this path this kind of opening this clarity in myself is bringing understanding to why these things were necessary for me to step into the person or the path or um yeah the the person that i that i truly am and the, my path and it's it's actually been a part of that path um there's no difference one of uh, but slowly slowly it comes that understanding very slowly yeah yeah the the step by step gradual slow evolution that you're describing and that there would have been no way to really anticipate it in the earlier days. You know, one of, one of my own insecurities with the work that you're describing with this evolution and you're, you're really drawing on the power 
of being connected to something higher. And you're talking about prayer and you're talking about this gift and the song coming through and opening yourself. And, you know, one of my insecurities is my connection to my own old life that I haven't been able to let go of. And, and I see myself receiving so much by embracing a spiritual perspective on life and by doing a lot of self-investigative work, which opens me to possibilities of loving myself more deeply. But I know that probably many people from my older life and the old version of myself wouldn't, would dismiss me as, as being a little cheesy or a little woo-woo and not realizing how downright practical it is and how this is actually the nature of human existence and that all of this is possible and so beautiful and so magical. And I'm curious, what is your relationship with that? If you experience those insecurities, if you feel yourself to, how do you navigate that? What is your experience of that? Uh, my experience is, um, wow. It's like you have to find out for yourself. Yeah. And as you take as you take those steps, yeah. You know, those little steps by little steps, and sometimes it's five steps forward, five steps forward, and a few steps back, or two steps forward and five steps back. <laughs> um, you're finding out. You're finding out for yourself, and of course, the, along the whole way, you're you're always projecting mm. some kind of idealistic uh, way that things are going to unfold. And through those kind of ways that you project, then you would find, yeah, there's a, there was a time where I would look at, you know, certain people and I would be like, wow, that's a little bit out there or that's just too much or whatever. And I, and I, and I think all of these, these projections and these judgments that ultimately, you know, they're a judgment ultimately on yourself as well, mm. but they're very important. Like if you, if you try and, if you try and say to yourself, I shouldn't have these judgments or I shouldn't. I shouldn't be like this. And you're trying to create this idealistic spiritual person that doesn't uh, have bad thoughts or doesn't have judgments on people. Or, you know, if you, if you're trying to play into this or this projection, this ideal projection, then, I mean, it's not real. It's not yeah. real. And um, so, you know, be easy on yourself when these things are happening, when you're, when you're judging other people and, you know, really horrible parts of yourself are really coming to the surface. I feel like it's been very important to allow them to come to the surface. Wow. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. It sounds like, um, it sounds like you're describing one of the pitfalls that we can see along this path, which is, uh, you know, might be called spiritual bypass. I, I can, I can, I for one say like, no, <laughs> I'm constantly surprised, you know, listening to this song and following the analogy of the song, like, I don't know what verse is going to come next. It's being taught to me, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and I can, I can like, Oh, well, I have this idea of like, I, I honestly, I can say that I look back and even all the largest pride projections of who I wanted to be, especially within this spiritual realm of this and that. And then it, it cannot compare. The mind cannot compare to what's real. And what's real is just one, like we said, one, one foot in front of the other and the things that you discover that you just wouldn't have expected in it to be there. The thing that happened, I, I, just, I couldn't project a, yeah. a better reality 
um, or a better lesson for life or a better teaching or than, than where exactly where I am at this moment. I mean, it's, it's perfectly tailored for me. That's and that can be hard. That can be hard. It can be very hard, <laughs> very hard sometimes. Um, but, and it's, you know, I can say that now and, you know, tomorrow I might be having a very hard moment and, you know, the mind wants to take over and, you know, you, and, and, but, you know, I think it starts with a few small steps and once you've kind of walked far enough down that path, you kind of start to surrender slowly and you realize there's, I can't, I can't turn around now anyway. So you're alluding, you're alluding to some of the difficulties you faced and you spoke earlier about the experience of fear and doubt. And I think one of the main challenges for a lot of people is they have a sense of security in the place where they are. And there's something inside them that wants them to explore. There's a sense that something's missing, this feeling that something doesn't quite fit. But the pull to stay where, where the person is is also very strong and very hard to overcome. And that sense of uncertainty and fear and doubt only compounds that. So what is, mm. you know, how, how was it for you in, some of, in taking on some of these challenges with uncertainty, fear, doubt, not knowing what the next step is and, you know, the mind's tendency to want to have a guarantee? Like maybe you can tell... Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, well, this is this is unfolding me on a this is unfolding for me on a daily basis, and mm. um, I, you know, I, what I'm reminded of speaking to you now is that um, I think I don't know whether it was a like a trick of the mind that kind of helped me or, or where it came from, and I and I look at it as a gift. But when I began this this venture, um, you know, uh, I realized very quickly that I, I didn't have the money to. Um, import some tanks and begin this business idealistically you know get it set up as quick as you can start making money so this was this whole security behind um, money that was you know this original model of what I envisioned um, but that I couldn't do that so then I thought okay very interesting so I thought okay like I'm an engineer I've got this background like maybe I can just build the tanks myself how hard could that be uh, <laughs> turns out it was a, it's been very it's been very difficult, but also I would say easy at the same time with that step by step kind of learning and and just following the song. But what I'm referring to is the trick of the mind because I really honestly believed in the beginning that it was going to take me. I really thought that I'd build a tank and I'd have my own float tank place up and running within six months. I really was telling myself that I really believed it and it was very naive, but if I hadn't known the reality at that point, then I probably, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have started. I wouldn't have began, but this brings me back to the gift. It was gifted to me and, and, and your higher self or the universe, whatever you want to refer to God or whatever you believe in is that, 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 that higher part of yourself, that unmanifest part of yourself knows you better than you know yourself mm. and it's going to bring the challenges to you that you need and one thing i reminded of is like sometimes i was in some very challenging places and i understood that i wouldn't be in that position unless i had the tools or the ability to to move through it that it was there in front of me i knew that there was a way 
Um, so, like I just see it as very beautiful that I really had this naive. I was just running with what I what I knew, what, what tools I had at my ability at that time. Yeah. And you know, you use those tools where it might be come through as like a little bit being naive. You don't have to have you don't you really don't have to have the full clear picture at all because it unfolds and it changes and 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 it takes a turn and it does this and you'll be you'll be surprised where it takes you. It's the most amazing places. But I think it's just like that first step. You know, and then it's the next step after that. And I'd like to say that it gets uh, easier. And some days it does feel easier. And some days it feels like, wow, it seems harder. But when you look back, uh, when you can take a, um, a perspective and look back, you can see, wow, so much has so kind of changed. And there's been this big, uh, this manifestation of my dream is coming into being. You know, and it's nice to look at, but then you've got to look forward again, and then you've got to just begin again with the small steps, one one foot in front of each other, one foot one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I, I'm not sure if I'm addressing the question you asked. No, I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing because you're you're speaking that you know that fear, that doubt, it exists, and there's there's other layers of it after you after you tackle the first layers of it. Um, but that it remains the case that life keeps bringing you the the next thing you need is is how it sounds like you're describing to me and and that also even that initial naivete was fine because it was something that contributed to you going where you felt you needed to go. It might have been uh, kind of overly linear in a way. And yeah. it, it ended up having a lot more curves and ups and downs and a few roller coasters thrown in, but it was, it still led you that direction and to take that on. I know in my own life that I remember when I took off for a one year sabbatical that I had the same naivete. I felt like, okay, I'm going to come back in a year and I'm going to have it all figured out. You know, one year seems to me at that time to be, a gigantic amount of time and of course I would have been a failure if anything more than in one year was required to get mm -hmm. my life on track you know yeah. but what happened during that period of time was all sorts of things were presented to me that I needed to just explore much more deeply and it was about my own initial opening to to opening myself to loving myself as you were describing earlier and and of course that comes with fear because we don't know what the what the next step is and and we have to challenge ourselves to not need to know and to be right where we are and just do the thing that's in front of us and i think this advice that you're giving is to just take the first step it's resonant with you know what lao tzu said is the the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step and and I feel like this is really practical advice for anybody who has that longing to activate a project. Anybody who has a longing for stepping out of the life that they're in. So, so let me change the topic a bit to ask you, one of the things you told me in the past that I found really beautiful was where you are now helps you to make sense of pretty much everything 
that's come before this, like different steps along your journey where you picked up certain skills or picked up a certain attitude or what have you. And it would be really great to hear you describe that, how, how this helps you make sense of everything that came before. Um, on, on, a, on a, like, uh, if I move back into my history a little bit, um, again, I'm just speaking the first thing that comes to mind when you, when you ask this question, but, um, for instance, you know, I started, uh, I left school when I was 15 years old. Um, I was told by my teachers that I wouldn't amount to anything. I, I began an apprenticeship as an electrician in a shipyard. Um, by age 19, I had, I had, I had got my trade. Um, I spent some time just doing jobs here and there, but then I, I eventually moved on my path to going to sea, um, retraining as a maritime engineer. And then I went through this life of um, having, you know, the life of a you know of a of a prince in Bali with a lot of money and and all of those lessons that it bring and like I touched on ended up being you know a very hard lifestyle lifestyle mm. and I had to experience all of those things. Um, to to I just kind of say it just makes complete sense that I that I can step now into where I am with this understanding um, of of myself. And why I needed to experience these things. But if I look back simply that I started work at 15 in a shipyard and then I became a maritime engineer. So I had all these skills. And uh, uh, not only was I learning these skills, but life was I learned, giving me these lessons in money, in, in, in unhappiness in what I thought was happiness in, you know, going to the darker places of myself. And so not only was I learning these skills at the same time, engineering, which eventually came through with this project and I could do, I could build, it became a reality. I didn't have the money, the funds to, to do this myself. So I decided to build the tanks and I could literally do it because it was, it was within my skill set. Wow. Right? So on this side, you know, it makes complete sense. And the blessing was there. I could do it. I could do it cheaper. And, and not only out of that, I, at first when I began to build a tank, I just thought that I wanted to build enough tanks for myself. I never envisioned that I would end up producing such a, a good product that this was this is another business in itself, like the actual manufacture and selling of the float tanks. It's like I said, it's a gift. It's a gift on top. I had no idea that that was going to happen. It just mm -hmm. kind of happened in the process. Now, stepping back to, that's a very practical way that my skill set, you know, I went through all this. I learned these things. I worked for the oil company. So working for the oil company, I, I was paid like a lot of money mm. and I just wasted it. I, 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 I have this, um, my relationship to money was very bad the way I, the way I utilized that energy. So then coming towards, you know, I, I put the sea behind me. I took some time off and I, then I didn't have the money to, to begin this project in the most idealistic way. Um, was, you know, just to buy the tanks and, and go and start making money. Instead, I was, had this beautiful process the last three years about re-learning um, and re-establishing and just learning about money and what it really means and how to respect it. And, and, and this has led to, this has led so many, um, this had so many offshoots in my life to like my relationship with food when I'm eating, you know, when I got more in touch with, you know, only having a little bit of money and the understanding of like the work and effort that, that goes into, for instance, building this tank. I knew like every little part, whether it was me driving in the middle of the day just to get this one little bolt to, to put on this tank. And it really 
in, instilled this appreciation in me and this compassion so that when I went to, I was blessed, I'm blessed that I can go out and I can eat at a cafe. Um, you know, it started like, I started to see that I was being unappreciated, one of money. Then secondly, of what I use that money for, I might eat my food and I might be looking at my phone and I've totally missed the point of what this food is and I haven't been given the appreciation. I'm not really showing appreciation to the kind people that are there working for their living and they're, and they're um, putting their energy and their effort into this food and here I was unappreciating it. So this, uh, to, 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 back, to go back, I see that, yeah, I had to have this job where I, where I earn a lot of money. So it could be like such a, a, a strong um, experience. So then now that I could step into more understanding of myself and understand this relationship better and, and from that has sprung compassion. And now just to touch on the last part is my own kind of um, battle with other addictions completely necessary and completely beautiful the whole process that now that I can see uh, through relationships I've had to other people in my life from a child now because I've experienced that myself I've experienced what it is to be um, addicted on that level that it, it's bringing understanding to myself and it's bringing understanding to my relationships and what's coming out of it is compassion more yes. and more compassion it's amazing because when I when I asked the question to you, Julian, I was uh, was thinking specifically about some of the skill sets that you had applied uh, in the most recent venture with the the tanks and how you picked up so many things from the time you were fifteen on the shipyards through the time of you know being an engineer with the with the oil company, and I hadn't even considered the depth of of how you responded to it with the food and the money and you know the inner transformation and and the compassion and all these different elements and how everything you've experienced really exactly as you said you couldn't design a better a better circumstance for you to keep growing than the one in which you you exist currently and and how that's really an expression of all of this and that's that's super amazing what uh, do you have anything else you want to say about it i mean i've touched on i've touched on a little bit at the points that comes but i'm, I'm as you as myself i'm on this journey i mean this is happening for me every day and there's 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 and it, and i think at first you work through like many gross layers of it which yeah. can be very thick yeah. And um, then you start to move into real subtleties mm -hmm. um, and you start to see the kind of things that I'm talking about playing out on a very, on a subtler level. Um, so it, it just becomes more and more and more fine tuned. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, at the same time, I also don't know what's happening. You know, this process has also led me more and more into the, understanding that I actually don't know anything, nothing that my mind can kind of conceive can compare to, to what can come at any moment, to what's here in this moment. So it's, uh, yeah. it, it, you know, I can bring in this energy and thinking about these things that have transformed my life. It's just leads the beginning to like, uh, right now I feel like I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> yeah, because, right. Yeah, just leads you in a place of, 
it's kind of wow. It's just wow, you know. And and find go the only advice I can see to go like take that first step. And I think there's time to like really stop and give yourself space to consider things. There is a time for consideration and to use your mind to weigh things up rationally and do all these things. But once you take that first step into um, your journey of what what your truth is, then really honestly. Uh, I can say that everything you need will be there. Um, it doesn't always feel that way, but that's also a part of it. That feeling of not trusting or that feeling of you don't know how you're going to do it or like hopelessness. It's a part of it. It's actually the lesson. It's cannot be dismissed. It's, it's just as much a part of it as, you know, it's just, a, it's, it's, a, it's there. It's a part so of it. So when you were in, in the situation where you were working for the oil company, for example, it was those things were inside you, those future challenges that you would someday face and that you're now facing, but those circumstances simply didn't put you in touch with them. Is that right? Um, yeah, I mean, how would you articulate yeah, it? Was it? Very, well, uh, how would I articulate it? It's um, the level of, I guess, awareness that I was at at that level. It was playing out on a very different level. Mm. And especially at that age, we're trying to, we're still trying. Well, maybe I am now, but we're like, you know, it's a different, I feel like it's not a different game. It's the same game, but it's a different stage of the game. Mm. Um, but I, I can't really say because I, at that stage, I looked at things differently but definitely this this is this this is this is what i can say so i can take from your question is that this song that i refer to has been there from the day i was born or the day i was conceived or this song has been going actually longer than that and it's been there the whole time it's been there the whole time it hasn't just begun you know when you'd started to turn your life around, it's been there the whole time. It's just that you're becoming, you're tapping into it and becoming sensitive. You're understanding that, you know, what's, what's just appearing to you in the material world on that, on that level. It's not it. There's this, there's this, there's this song being sung behind it all. And it's been there since the beginning. So even when I'm, when you're asking to look back at those times that I couldn't see it, I mean, I was pretending that I couldn't see it. Mm. Um, and definitely I didn't have the tools to tap into it, but it was being sung nonetheless anyway. And so that song is, is playing inside you and it's just a matter of getting to a point where you're no longer willing to not listen. I feel like, yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like where you, you, you just create however it comes in your life. Um, and if you really, if you really want that, if you really want change, then I can guarantee you, if you come from the earnest place, that you really want change, that change will come. It's not going to not come. Actually, it's, it's already there. It's waiting for you. And when it comes, it probably won't come in the, the, any way that your mind might expect. But when it comes, whatever way it comes, it allows you, allowed me to just create enough space in myself, just to create, just to, just to get enough of, you know, create, open up enough space for this song to come through. And once you start listening to this, I mean, 
you realize that, that this has been there the whole, the whole time and this is actually you. And, and, and I mean, I, I, I don't even know what it looks like to step away from this now. It's there. It's part of me. I'm, I'm in touch with it. And it's been a, um, and it will continue to deepen and it will continue to grow. And, um, but now that I, now that I know that I'm on the path, I know that there's a song and I know there's something there that I'm following. There's a line for me to follow. There's a map. Um, and it's just a matter of just creating that space. That's really powerful. Some of what you've shared, you know, in, in this point about if you want the change, the change is available. I, I think there are a lot of people out there who would be encouraged and emboldened by the experience that you're sharing. And I think we live in a moment where we could use more people willing to listen to their song, you know? And I, I think it, it's, it's a perfect metaphor. I'm not sure, have you ever heard of, uh, of the Himba tribe in Africa? I happened to Google this while because I thought I'd heard something before mm. about this while you were speaking. And apparently this tribe in Africa, they, they sing a song to the child at the moment of birth. And this becomes the child's song for, for life. And it's, you know, it's taught to him as, as he grow or her, as he grows or she grows a little older. Um, and then they use that song at, at specific moments throughout the person's life, you know, when to welcome it, to, to if it ever gets hurt or falls, or if it does something wonderful, or if it's going through puberty, or if it even does something really terrible, like commits a crime or something. It's just yeah. to help this person remember the essence of, of who they are, and that the community is there to help remind them and share that awareness and see that in them, you know? And, and oftentimes we might not have that type of support around us, but, the, but this remembrance is somehow inside us that, that you're describing and that feeling of the song calling to us sometimes gets too loud to ignore, you know? And I feel that this African tribe is really onto something and, and connected to something very beautiful in in human nature. Um, yeah, and, and I think you're you're tapping into exactly that. Yeah, well, um, in the West, we've we've forgotten, we're, we've lost connection to this, um, and a lot of these, like you, you I'm, I am reminded of the tribe that you speak about, and I'm, I wonder if it's the same one that when um, um, when when someone has done something wrong in the community in the tribe, what they will actually do is they will put that person in the middle of a of a song circle, and everyone will sing to this to this person all of the good attributes of them, all of the good things that he's done. Mm. Instead of concentrating on the bad thing, I think it's a, it's a constantly reminding, coming back to that song, yeah. coming back to that beautiful song, the song of truth, like who you who you really are. Um, the Aboriginals in Australia they used to have um they have what they called song lines it's a beautiful book I, i've forgotten the author but it's called song lines and this really made an impact on me earlier but the the aboriginal people of australia they used to navigate through you know the most arid desert and and, and, and the bush and they had song lines so they had particular songs that would carry them through as they navigated the the, the landscape and um they wouldn't even imagine stepping onto 
uh, navigate certain areas certain um, without knowing that song. And they actually found it very disturbing when the white settlers first came to Australia and they were treading on the land and walking around, they weren't singing the songs. They didn't know the songs. And this to them was just, they couldn't believe that this was happening. And this is like what we've done. We've, we've lost, I mean, we haven't lost it. It's there. We've just lost the connection to it. Mm. Um, and I mean, if you're willing just to open up yourself to it, I see this whole material uh, manifestation. Everything that happens is pointing you back towards that song, pointing you back in that direction. Here is your song. This is you. It's inside of you. It's inside of you. I feel uh, a lot of people who are trying to activate the best in themselves and trying to live from that place and then also trying to contribute professionally from the place of their song. Uh, there's, there's always a choice of which narrative is going to motivate us. You know, there, there's the one where there's a spear at our back and it's like, oh, well, we got to make a living and, and that sort of motivation that's more fear-based and yeah. you know, got to show up in the world somehow or other. And then there's this other one that's more of rather than the spear, it's almost like there is a flower's fragrance, you know, a few steps away and you're just drawn to that fragrance and you're just walking that direction and you're thinking about generosity and you're thinking about creative expression and you're thinking about a true sense of belonging from, you know, from who you really are and you're living a life of meaning and and, and you're connected to purpose. And, and, and I feel like, you know, it's not that it's necessarily one or the other, that as you're describing it, both can kind of coexist, but it seems like more and more you're focusing on, on the flower's fragrance and, and, and you're just forgetting all about that spear at the back. Yeah. Um... I mean, the spear in your back and also, you know, it can appear as though it's there, but it's, but it's not at all. Or <laughs> it can, it can definitely be a figment of your imagination. Um, yeah. and, and it can also be, you know, the spear can be that, you know, you're smelling this. I mean, also when you start to s smell this fragrance, it's kind of got, you know, it's enticing. And, you know, I think you feel when you start to step in that direction that there is a sense of um, kind of, no coming back, uh, at least for me personally. So the spear in your back is often yourself, you know, mm. I think. Uh, yeah. Wow. You know, stopping you from stepping in that direction of the fragrance. You know, it's completely imaginary. It's actually your no. It's like you saying no to stepping in that direction. But um, one thing I did learn earlier on was it was just like this. It just began with this simple expression that I decided to uh, I had no idea about that I was going to do something, these float things or something so big. I didn't understand because it's getting bigger now. Mm. Um, I, I couldn't have dreamed. I had no idea. But it just really started with, you know, I really started with, um, you know, just looking at the space, the immediate space around me. And I was just inspired that, you know, I wanted to start cleaning my own house. So I wanted to, you know, put something up or a picture there and, this really was the stepping stone to something on this scale and something so beautiful. So 
like maybe you're in a position where you're doing something that doesn't, where you feel you're not, it's no longer serving you. And I think that we can like, you know, sometimes maybe it's good for people to step straight out of that and go straight into something. But for some of us, it might be that, you know, we have to resign to the fact that this is where we are at the time. But I feel like it's your attitude. It's how you perceive it. So what, within, that, within that reality of maybe in a, a job or a profession that you don't like, you start to, like you said, you entertain the idea of you start to bring in change. You start to, to tune in like what you would really do. And it doesn't mean that it happens straight away, but you might be surprised what lessons there are for you in the situation that you're currently in, that you are currently in, that you need to kind of step through to, to, to come into this dream. Like I said, I, I couldn't have dreamed that this was going to happen. It just simply started with um, some very simple, small changes in my immediate kind of self and then this and then uh one okay now i'm speaking to you it reminded me what one thing that was really like i started to work on my garden i started to get into my garden and i and i, mm. I gave my garden new soil and i and i planted some new trees and this was really a crucial step to where i am now i mean i see that uh, wow. and we might not be able to make the connection between getting out in your garden and and planting some trees to building float tanks and um, stepping into your dream and, and, and this, and, in my dream and this happening. But I, I look back now and I see it was a crucial step for me to get into my garden and to just, you know, start energetically putting some love back into nature and, and, and into myself subsequently. These are, these are all very nourishing, nourishing understandings that you're offering here, Julian. And, I feel this last one is is just helping people see, you know, it doesn't have to be a direct link. Just do something that makes you come alive, you know, get back in touch with that in yourself, express the best in yourself and see what happens. Give life a chance, yeah. you know, give life a chance yeah. to be something yeah. different than, than what it is that has put you in a rut. And, and that this can, have a gradual unfolding if you're willing to have the patience and put in the effort and just keep walking, you know, and that life can really meet you in a way that's so profound, so beautiful in ways unimagined, you know, uh, I think you really, really share this message and live this life in a way that's very touching, Julian. I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful on the audience's behalf. Thank you, Prashan. It's really, um, it's really beautiful for me too because, you know, in this process of mine, um, there have been a lot of people to help me and it's been a very strong journey. It can feel like a lot of the time like you are by, by yourself and mm. especially in the harder times, it can feel like is anything moving. And, um, I mean, to have this opportunity to, to share this with you and your audience is really, you know, it's another step for me. It's helped me to, you know, in this moment, I feel, wow, because I'm able to see you know, clearer and, and have that reflection. So I, I thank you for the opportunity to, yeah, to bear, bear a little uh, piece of my, of my heart and, mm. and how I'm finding a way to express it. And um, I have a yeah. feeling that this podcast will make it to exactly the right people who need to hear this message. Uh, and, uh, and I think we can trust in that, Julian. So, yeah. 
Um, well, thank you so much once again. Um, yep. Like I said, I'm honored that you've been here and sharing this with us. And, uh, and I have a feeling that I might, might just need to invite you back someday, Julian. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah, as your path continues to unfold and as you say, your work continues to grow. And it's interesting because you said, you know, you didn't really necessarily set out with that intention, but it's kind of taking on a life of its own and, and, and that it just comes from, from what you came to do. So that's also just the song showing its next verse. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, Julian, that's it for today. Namaste, my okay, friend. Excellent.